On the internet, it's the Four Heads Podcast. I'm Golden Boy. You got Sideshow. You have Brandon. You have Reinforce, and we're here to talk about things that you care about because there's only one thing you should be caring about on April 3rd, 2020, and it ain't the coronavirus. It's the reveal. It's the final bit. We're almost to the finish line. Valorant. That's right, folks. It comes out April 7th, and all four of us we played it, and that makes us experts. So I think. I, I think you've been inside for too long. Like you really need a good hosting gig to like kind of get out all of that, all of that energy. You know what I'm saying? That's what I have this for, bro. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, listen, is he not hosting now? <laughs> all I'm doing, all I'm doing is just, you know, being super famous at home, uh, streaming to thousands of people on Twitch mm. now because I'm Twitch famous. Oh, um, you know, and, uh, and yeah, because what can I say? You know, natural, I'm having natural growth on my channel. Can you believe that? Sure, sure. I mean, okay. Yeah. Sure. If you stream on a regular basis, of course you're going to be growing naturally. Yeah, the only thing that's not going to be growing, though, is your height in real life. Little short page. ass fool. No, Brent, <laughs> you got it wrong. He was on the front page. <laughs> Are you on like, the front page? I was on the front page. Yeah, it just goes to show how much my friends Bro, actually care. I need a trim so badly. Like, I'm, I'm trying to do that XQC thing on my hair, but... It ain't working. No, I'm going to say this. Uh, talking about my friends caring about me so much, you want to know how many times for our viewers and our listeners that I had a chance to play Valorant with Sideshow, Bren, and Reinforce. <laughs> Johnny, I played with two times, and Sideshow and Bren one time. The final freaking game on yeah. Sunday, we played together. I was messaging them in our group chat all throughout the weekend, saying, I don't hey, want to say you guys need one. Hey, it wasn't you guys all throughout one. the weekend. It was, you oh, know, it was once off. or it was twice. Throughout the weekend. It was no, once or twice. Screw you. Once or twice? Let me go ahead and look through here because, I mean, I'll tell you, I hit you guys up numerous times. Bren was always in a group of three, and it's like, well, it takes five to play Valorant. No, and I was just playing with Bren just duos because Custer yeah. and Reinforce were busy at work. Brent we also didn't want to. We had off. very important work to do. We, I'll have you know. We didn't want to get put down into low elo games by yeah. grouping with you. Yeah, you didn't want the, to, We didn't want you to drag us down. That was the biggest I, problem. Uh, I, uh, I went to my wife and I was like, I I thought that they were my friends, you know. But <laughs> and then she said, "That's okay, it's okay, baby. I'll be your friend." And then we tell you what, when Close Bay comes out, I'll uh, I'll play against you in the pickup games. No, I'd rather play with you. <laughs> I'd rather play okay. with you, Bren, because I like hearing, uh, I like hearing your, your ridiculous comms. You two are the least prepared duo I've ever played a video game with. In, what do you in mean? My... Who? You Me and Bren? Could... No, you and Bren could not seem to get a strat down to save your damn life. <laughs> what? No, 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 no. We, were, we were the most prepared people ever. We, yeah. We, were we just were prepared. determined to make dumb Ollie slows work. <laughs> so, oh, I... my God. I actually got tilted. You could like tell it was in the makings of a YouTube video, and I was in the middle of it, and I was <laughs> and I just like, oh, I'm just gonna lurk on the other side by myself. Yeah, uh, yeah. I will preface this by saying that uh, we're not being paid to say this because some people are probably going to be assuming, mm, 
a Four Heads episode that gets released precisely around the time that all the other Valorant content does, uh, where they only talk about Valorant. Hmm. But no, none of us have been paid to play it. We just got given beta yeah. access. I saw a lot of people speculating about that on Twitter. A yeah, lot of people yeah, on Twitter were like, you guys have forgotten the hashtag ad, etc., etc." It's just, no, we got an opportunity to play it, and because we were excited about the game anyway, because we all actually yeah. enjoy FPS games, we were like, hell yeah, we'll play it and record some content, because we know that people are going to watch the content. So, so it's yeah. a win-win. Well, I actually am getting paid, uh, because I'm a casting Twitch Rivals right now. Oh, well, so okay, you're the shield then. You're <laughs> the oh, shield. There you go. You are the shield. You you ain't getting paid by Riot, though. Uh, no, I'm actually being paid by Twitch. So there you go. Uh, there you go. So not being paid by Riot. That that is full disclosure. Um, all right. Well, might as well talk about it. Uh, I I want to kind of start at the beginning because I think like the idea of all of this to begin with was like the coolest thing ever. And now we can't talk about specifics of what was said in our boot camp, but I do want to talk about just briefly the general idea of what they accomplished by getting over 500 people together. <laughs> in an online boot camp, had all these people download the game on their own personal devices and then play the game. I don't know how many times you guys have been involved in like playtest groups and stuff, but this is something that in my like many years doing this, I have never experienced. Like this was un- very unique and very sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was cool. It, it took a lot of effort from the uh, from the Riot developers to move it from and uh, a physical thing where they have control over all of the PCs and they can invite people out and play test to move it online. So yeah, they they executed it really well. Yeah, it was that was crazy. I thought that was genuinely <laughs> awesome. By the way, I didn't say this at the beginning, so you might as well, might as well just get this out of the way. Make sure you rate and review on iTunes. Follow us on Spotify. You can also check us out on YouTube. Give us a like on YouTube. You can also subscribe there as well. New videos get put out every time we go we go live with an episode of the podcast. You can also join us for the premieres. We had a list of topics to talk about, but because we didn't record this until super late into the week, which apparently has become apropos for us now, <laughs> uh, we didn't really have a set of subjects to talk about. Uh, but I do want to mention only because I think it's genuinely interesting is that, uh, Johnny leveled up his stream. It's no longer like this scuffed stream anymore. He has a green screen now. He has a decent microphone. I mean, dude, 2020 may not have been good for the world, but it's been good for Jonathan Larson. Oh yeah. Well, you gotta put in some money. You gotta reward yourself once in a while. Of course, I haven't been streaming for the past month. So I needed something to get back into the mood to stream. So last week, you actually linked a green screen in our Discord chat. And I said, mm-hmm. oh, I'll spend large amounts of money on my stream that I don't really stream on anymore. So I bought a green screen, <laughs> and now I feel obliged to stream. And it works. It does look nice. It looks very it, nice. Yeah, yeah, it does work really nice. Uh, my next step is to learn how to make cool backgrounds. Because my plan for this podcast was to put myself in a condo with snow outside. <laughs> but I have not yet figured out how to make that happen. So instead... Um, <laughs> So instead, uh, yeah, I just had to have this green screen up because there's so much stuff like here. So I can't, I can't have it down because then right. it just looks like trash. So, yeah, you've got a messy apartment. Ne- never mind that. Never mind that. <laughs> it's a it's green good, screen fam. to hide a messy apartment. That's next level. Yeah. So that's essentially why I got a green screen, just to hide my ugly background. Meanwhile, I mean, you all have very sophisticated backgrounds. I mean, Golden Boy is acting like he's played all of those games in the back, where he probably hasn't. Sideshow has a sewing, sewing ma- machine that he doesn't even use because right. it's his girlfriend. Yeah, and Bren has a fake plant and a yeah. TV with a Chromecast. So, so, I mean, the, it's brilliant. The fake plan is to produce happy chemicals in my brain. 
Because <laughs> yeah. otherwise, it, it just doesn't work. You need oh, to see laced green. With you drugs. Know? Is laced with drugs? Then? No, you just like when your brain sees the color green, mm. it thinks yeah. of nature, and then it it produces serotonin. Why don't you just get a green screen like Johnny then? Every time he turns around, his brain's going to be flooded with happy chemicals. Uh, it's not the same. Bro, I have happy chemicals in my freezer, so I'll just go ahead and use All that. right. What, what were people's impressions then of Valorant? We've drifted away from the topic. What- yeah. Okay, so the biggest misconception. I just have to start out. People are like, it's not even comparable to Overwatch. It's literally no, it's like... Not. A Counter-Strike kind of game. It's a tactical FPS shooter. That's what people get wrong. I think people have big misconceptions because of the uh, art style and the character design, etc. Which, you know, it's pretty fair. It's like global heroes with backgrounds or whatever. Um, But aside from that, I mean, it's a tactical FPS game. It's so different from Overwatch. Even when you use the words tactical FPS, people might not understand what you mean. It is almost exactly the same parts of your brain that get used when you play CS as when you play yeah. Valorant. Like, yeah, it's all the same strategy. You don't agree don't, with that? What? No, I, The planting, I, okay, the I'm diffuses, not, not saying, the fakes, no, no, no. the rotations, they're all stuff. CS. But to kind of, like, minimize the abilities, the abilities, in my opinion, I, I know they're just utility, and they're all, like, random bits of utility, but the ultimate abilities, like, some of them are, are freaking pretty game-changing. Like, that's just not something you do in CS. No, of course. Uh, I mean, the game is the game is different, paths. but it but yeah. the at its fundamental level, it is a altered CS. It's not an True. altered Overwatch. It's not an altered Rainbow Six. It's an yeah. altered CS. I think yes. people like to make the comparison though, because it's so strange as well. People like to make the comparison between games that introduce like the hero shooter idea, um, and I think it's because Overwatch did it so well with the identity of each character. Yeah. That people always use it as like a benchmark to measure against. Um, also, people just hate Overwatch for some reason outside the Overwatch scene. Bro, like, yeah, they hate do. Overwatch. Yeah, it's so I, weird. It's, I don't get it. It's been bad too. I I was getting some laughs. I was reading the uh, the CS:GO subreddit and um, the, all the posts about Valorant. It's all just CS players seeming to, like you can just feel the denial and insecurity through their comments. Yeah, because they're just they're all of them are like. Oh yeah, nah. CS doesn't need to be worried. I mean, other games have come around, you know, and CS has survived. Blah blah blah. blah. It's like this is this is more of a threat to Overwatch, in my opinion. More of a threat to Overwatch. Now, nah, Blizzard are probably sweating. Blizzard are probably sweating. It's like, well, actually, like we've already said, the game fundamentally plays exactly like CS in a lot of ways. with the bomb plants, with the rounds, with the money system, the yeah, map bonus, for Christ's sake, map design, um, uh, the gun sort of uh, time to kill philosophy, the same. The game, yeah. the guns were almost identical to CS guns in a lot of ways. Um, there's so many similarities between the two. And if you have played CS before, you will dominate. If you've never played CS before, try it. You might like it, you know, if you get the opportunity to try it. But chances are, you are just going to absolutely inch your brains out <laughs> as you try and buy a shotgun over and over again and run down mid. Uh, yeah. it, you're, you're not going to have a good time. Um, but but it is... I think it's easier to learn than CSGO because you can rely on your abilities at lower levels to be able to... Like, you can try and really yes. master one agent and yes. use those abilities to be able to succeed. So I think it I has completely a, a agree. easier barrier of entry. And it's also still very fun even if you're bad at the game. And I, I personally believe that CS is still really fun even if you're bad at the game. It's not fun if your opponents are much better than you. That makes the game very unfun. 
But mm-hmm. generally, if you have even games at a low level, it's still a very entertaining yeah. so concept of a game. My my one big difference between Valorant and CSGO, in my, my opinion, is how Valorant sort of just force feeds you tactical abilities, which Counter-Strike doesn't do at like lower levels. Like if you mm-hmm. play Counter-Strike at a very low level, people are running around with like SMGs, like Mac 10s and they're yeah. not really using flashbangs or smokes in any kind of scenario. In Valorant, when I played, people buy their utility and then just just use it. They just use all their utility. And like if yeah. you're a, if you're probably a pro at Valorant down the line, you'll probably use your utility with purpose and have like lined up smokes or whatever. But in the games I got in, it was just like people are just doing everything to just use their utility and then focus on the gunplay. Gun and it's a very different approach to Counter Strike, in my opinion, because you don't you don't really mm-hmm. learn how to use that utility in your lower levels. So in that sense, I think down the line, even at lower levels, Valorant players will be more accustomed to the tactical mindset of using their abilities yeah. and see themselves get rewarded for using that tactical ability in a better fashion um, and, and learn, use that to climb on ranked. Yeah. So that that's, again, and that, that just goes down like a rabbit hole where it's like, I think CSGO and Valorant will separate itself in terms of player base, where CSGO players might just run, like enjoy running around and gunning down people, you know? Whereas in Valorant, I think people who have a tactical mindset will enjoy both the characters, because they're really cool agents, but also just using those abilities uh, and not just run around and gun. I also want to point out something that Jake always says whenever we play CSGO, is that... I don't want to spend three hours learning all of the smokes for Dude, these Dude, you're stealing my points. Oh. <laughs> Not about to say this, man. But, the, like, but this it, is super important because it lowers the yeah. barrier for entry so much in Valorant because the, the abilities are easy to use and they have decent impact. And you don't need to... <laughs> like, a lot of the smokes... Are, and this is what really annoys CS people as well. I've had conversations with Semler about this where he's molding out of his ears. Where he, <laughs> what you can use the utility in very easy ways and they have enormous impact compared to uh, Counter-Strike abilities. But because so many people have abilities, there's ways of countering and negating other people's abilities a lot. But but the actual barrier for entry for using them is very simple. Like shooting an arrow that's a sonar uh, thing is yeah. super simple. Being able to drop a smoke just by pressing a button on the map where you want it to drop, super simple. Yeah. And other people have very complex abilities. But there are a lot of characters in the game that don't require learning every specific angle to be able to execute a good push onto a bombsite. I'll add as well the fact that uh, a lot of these abilities, I think one of the biggest criticisms of people is that there's like, it's too powerful, right? It's it's always the big one or that it's going to detract away from the gunplay. Um, But playing it, it feels like it's very supplementary to the gunplay itself. Uh, The same way that utility is in CS, but as you've already mentioned, the the barrier to actually utilize your abilities well is way lower because you can just kind of just spunk them out all over the map and you can still get some value out of it. Not like yeah. CS where you have yeah. to learn the set smokes. But what I find interesting as well is when I've been looking back at some of the footage I recorded is there is windows of opportunity. If you know the sound cues, you can punish people for using their abilities. Um, there's, there's very, very easy ways to punish every single ability I found. Brimstone, the character I played the most, I don't think he's been announced before the third, but by the third, people will have known about him. He's uh, basically seen as an on-the-ground commander. And one of his abilities is he can put down three, maximum of three, global smokes around the map, similar to CS smokes. Um, 
the downside to that is it takes a long time to wind up and select where you want it. So if you are in a ship position, you cannot just slam down a quick smoke. It takes oh. a long time to set it up. Yeah. It takes a long time to click on it, and then you have to wait for them to deploy. There's a lot of downsides to that. Um, the the upside is obviously it's global. You can you can perfectly set up any smokes you want. Almost um, global. Almost global. Yeah, but even it, it then, almost like global. Yes, it's it's around it's around your radius basically. Um, but even then. There is outplay potential to the smokes because if you're playing brimstone and you blow your low too early and you end up using all three of your smokes, sometimes all they need is like one ability to completely negate a choke where you're coming from, and those smokes are useless because they've waited them out. Yeah. Like one ability and they've wasted three of your utility for those smokes. If, they, there is if they're always, smart about it. I, I felt great playing Valorant. I absolutely loved it. I was expecting I'll, I'll set out my expectations first. When I came into it, I was expecting to feel like I was cheated by some of the abilities. You know, like when you die, you yeah. feel like, oh, there's nothing I could have done there. He just used his ult. Like, what was I supposed to do? I never felt like that. In the ho- I sometimes felt like, oh, how did he hit that shot? What on earth was I supposed to do there? Because someone I was playing against was just outrageously good. But I never felt cheated by an ability that my opponent used. And that is so difficult to be able to make a game that leaves that impression on your opponents that the abilities all have some form of counterplay even like the wall okay the wall has a lot of health and it's very difficult to break on eco rounds and that actually does sometimes feel like there is limited counterplay but during gun rounds you just break it the resurrects you can deny or you can punish they're only up like one or two times per half it's it's a very well designed game and I wasn't expecting that in terms of the abilities and how they interact with the gunplay. Yeah. Yeah, I used Sage a, a lot. That was actually the primary um character that I played. And uh one of the things that I noticed in the beginning was once I put up the wall, it completely negated that, you know, that push. So they kind of had to rethink whatever it was they were going to do, right? As the weekend went on, I started to notice more and more people like for example, if there was a jet, I would notice that the jet would get a little get a little frosty and jump over that wall yeah. and immediately get into it. So if I am holding, you know, uh, like a site uh, or no C site by myself on uh, what was that map? Uh, Bind or Unraveled? Haven. Haven. Was it Haven? Haven has the C site. Bind has A and B. Okay. Haven is. Okay. Yeah. So on Haven, right? Uh, I would sometimes be like, hey, I could hold C by myself because unless I get like, you know, pushed like crazy. Uh, some people were also picking up LMGs to just quickly rush into that wall yeah. because the LMG shreds through it and it's so powerful. So it was pretty clever to see people like make things. And, and when I, I, I actually make strategies around this, I was uh, recording uh, my other podcast uh, with DDK and Zeronic from Rainbow Six and GDK said something very interesting. He was like, you know, I've I've played CS for many years and I could tell you that not every game, not every gun is useful, but in Valorant every gun has a purpose it feels like. And yeah. and that to me is uh it kind of shows uh, like CS kept some of these guns in there like the LMGs like people aren't really going to use them, right? But they kept them in there because they've been in there since like the beginning. Yeah. Okay. But you actually can use LMGs in Valorant if you want. Is it the best? No, but you well, can I'll tell you use what, LMGs. The Odin, the very powerful one, has the by far and away the highest wall bang out of any of them. And 
there are very, very wall-bangable spots on a lot of areas of the maps. And even the smaller LMG does not penetrate anywhere near as much as the Odin does. It's the only gun in the game that has this level of penetration through walls. Yeah, and not even if the Orb you... has it, right? Yeah, not even the Orb has it. It's literally just this massive LMG that costs quite a lot of money. I think it's like 4200 4, or something. Sorry, May... No, 3200 3, Yeah. The normal gun costs 29 like the Vandal, the Phantom, and then the, the Odin costs 32 I think. I think it might be more than that. I think it might be Is like... It? 35? Yeah, I, like can't, 3, I can't exactly remember. 700 or something? Anyway, that, that gun has a purpose even outside of the other LMG because uh, people were picking it up deliberately just to wallbang certain angles. Like, if you're holding mid on Haven, you can wallbang through to the window. Uh, you can bang a bunch of different boxes. 3,200, by the way. 32. 32, yeah, Jeez. that's what I thought. 3,200, yeah. So it's not significantly more powerful, uh, more expensive, but it does have a lot of different utility. On bind, coming out of showers, there's a lot of wallbangable am- angles. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Uh, it adds a lot to the game. Beth's losing her mind because I, I keep saying bangable. <laughs> really? You're a child. You are a child. <laughs> hey, man, sometimes, okay. sometimes things could just be bangable, baby. Yeah, you apparently know? the combination of deep penetration and bangable when referring to the Odin just, <laughs> just got her. Just, Odin just, has deep penetration <laughs> that is bangable. Damn, I gotta read up on my Norse mythology. God yeah, damn. yeah. Um, Odin, but man. speaking about the What's gunplay that? as well, I had this conversation with Sideshow, and you weren't as keen as I was, but I think because there is so much different tactical abilities in the game that you can actually, unlike Counter-Strike, the same regard anyway, build strats around specific gun usage. So I think, for example, shotguns are naturally more viable. Even though you do play with shotguns sometimes in CSGO, you can play with shotguns in Valorant a bit more because you can craft your strategies around your shotgun entry fragger. So if you want to go for a close-up push where you smoke smoke off like half the site and then you only push like the, the front half of the enemy site as a terrorist, then you can just smoke off those areas, use a bunch of walls, and force that close-range battle. Whereas I think in Counter-Strike, it's more about people with M4s and AKs are just going to play far away, and they're just going to get way more value from those guns, in my opinion. So I think you'll see a lot more strategies where you use even like cheap pistols, um, shotguns, SMGs to follow up on shotgun damage or follow up on other damage because you can force those scenarios with your utility way easier, in my opinion, than Counter-Strike. And I think that will bring some nice variability to the economy usage as well, where you will find people being able to force themselves to get more ops or more vandals or phantoms, whatever, depending on how many strategies they use with their shotguns and their SMGs. So I'm just leaving it up there. I think there's a possibility that the pro Valorant meta will devolve, uh, evolve even to like the gunplay and the economy and how they use that to their advantage to get more vandals down the line in uh, later my, rounds. So. My, my issue with that is that I think it's, it comes down to a similar thing in CS where Okay, uh, even if your entry could be good with short-range weapons like SMGs or shotguns, in the post-plant scenario where the enemy team's trying to retake or you're trying to retake, you can't force the location of the fights as much, and so you're more likely to get... like You you would always want a scenario where you win the round rather than save money. 
you if you're in a position where you can invest you would always want to invest for a higher percentage chance of winning even if it's only a 10% higher chance of winning and it costs you another 1000 you probably should take that because your chance of winning gives you more money anyway afterwards so like yeah. you you'd always want to be winning the rounds rather than focusing on your economy the economy is kind of the secondary uh, mm. branch that comes off afterwards yeah. Yeah, but, but we don't uh, have to of... delve deeper. I just want to say before we move on that like there's nothing like Viper's ultimate in That's what I was literally going to yeah. say that. I was like you you look at that video of Viper that Riot release and you you can easily just be like, "Oh yeah, it's just cuz it's a video." Right? No, I I played a game with Noah J and he flat out said, he was Viper, he's like, "Yo, I got ult, I'm going to run a shotgun, just get me on site and I will win the round." Yeah. And he did just that. He popped ult, he had smoke everywhere. He was on site and he he got a I think it was like a three v one or some shit inside yeah. of smoke because he was running with the judge which is the uh, the auto shotgun so or the semi auto shotgun whatever it is um so yeah so that weapon is disgusting and it could and and I I actually feel like it's not a matter of thinking about the economy it's a matter of thinking about what could be the best possible thing for that situation so if yeah, if I already if we won around and I have Viper ult and I have a, a Vandal already or or a, or a Phantom, and I'm like, okay, you know, why would I change out to a shotgun, right? I'll just keep the Vandal or whatever. But if you're in an opportunity with a Viper and you can actually come back into the game and the Viper just died and has to rebuy, you can actually like pop the shotgun strat. Oh yeah, go for, on, sure. On, for on, sure. On point, and then you can also do that with Jet, right? Like you can use the Jet ultimate in order to stop your team having to buy an extra gun because the jet yeah. ultimate functions as a gun if you're good enough. And if you're not good enough, you shouldn't be playing jet anyway yeah. because she doesn't have as much utility as many of the other people. That's what I really liked as well. Like, even if you're doing an echo round, you can still use your ultimates to set yourself up for a good echo round, which is yeah. so cool as well. In my oh, yeah. talking about the economy too and our previous discussion about ease of entry into this game... The economy oh, yeah. is so much easier to manage in Valorant than yep. it is in CS:GO. There are you can you can sell weapons if you accidentally buy them or if you change your mind. You can request that other people buy them for you. You can directly buy for your teammates. Not I'll buy another weapon and drop it on the ground and someone else can pick it up. You can click in the UI to buy a Vandal for Bren, and he will just boom. The money gets taken out of your account and added to to Bren's. You can request that somebody else buy it. It's it's a much better system. Oh, it tells you how much money you'll have minimum next round. It That's just, really good. It takes all of the... It, because here's the thing, and CS players are going to hate this. I guarantee it because they think that it removes complexity. <laughs> but it doesn't remove the decision-making. It just removes uh, the, the, the... Yeah, the, the math, the like prerequisite knowledge that you have to have. So yeah. it, it just increases the floor but it doesn't remove the ceiling you can still make all of these tactical decisions about which guns to buy and how to approach the round and whether or not to eco you are just given more information at the beginning with which to make those decisions you don't have to guess about the opponent's economy as well you know what the opponent's economy is you know when certain ultimates you know when all of the ultimates on the enemy team are up you can see that so you have that information to be able to make decisions about so your decisions are more informed and leading to better play i think and also, the barrier for entry is so much lower. I think this game is yeah. actually going to take a lot of casual CSGO players. And I also think that it will take a lot of uh, Overwatch players as well that just want tighter gunplay from their FPS. 
So I'll just speak from a person because you guys have a sense of Counter-Strike experience, like all three of you. Uh, I don't. I didn't grow up with the game. Uh, you know, I, I I knew about it because we had an Xbox version of Counter-Strike many years ago called CSX, and it was not very good. Um, and that was like that was the first game CSGO I ever was on by console. The way. Uh, was it? Yep. Yeah. And then it got it wasn't supported anymore. And then yep. uh, then they just forgot about it um, anyway. But I didn't grow up with a game, so it wasn't something that I knew about. Uh, all this shit about economy and, you know, what guns to buy and, you know, what when to do this, when to save and, and whatnot. All that stuff was, like, foreign to me. I didn't understand it. What made it also, and this this is something that I don't think a lot of people are really going to appreciate, but I loved it so much. When it is time to go into the half, one of the characters would say... This is the last round of the half. Use all the money you have. It yeah. doesn't matter moving forward. I cannot stress enough how how like that small little detail can really help out a newer player to yeah. the game of, of Counter-Strike like myself. It seems so mundane and ridiculous, but there's so many people out there like myself who just did not grow up with this game because it was not as popular, you know, uh, here in like yeah. New York and in the Bronx and stuff. So like, there's so many people like me that just don't know about this game and don't know how it works. That to me was just, that was so cool. I when you leave, when you leave the bomb well. accidentally yes. in the, in the, in the, in the area, they say, Oh, what are you doing? You've left the spike behind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or like, you know, they all that. have their own different things, but it, it really is. It's, it's great. Cause you're, you're very rarely leaving the spike behind in the spawn as a deliberate strat. You've just forgotten yeah. about it and they, it can happen even to good teams. So yeah, I think, uh, I think these are all great changes to the game. The uh... fuck! What was I going to say? <laughs> God damn it, Brent! <laughs> it was it was something very insightful. Um, I'll just pretend you, wanna... you said something. Insightful. It's gone. It's gone. I'll try and remember it. All right. Remember I wanted it. to say one thing about the agents Go that is, I mean, that I didn't really consider when I started playing the game, but it's so relieving as a former Counter-Strike and like current Counter-Strike player that the hero you pick sort of fills your role for you in the team. Like, if I love yeah. 20 Frag, I am going to pick Phoenix. And I had a lot of fun playing Phoenix because yeah. I like to be the first guy in and if mm -hmm. I don't get any frags, at least my teammates can follow up on the frag and get it for me. And I love to trade like that. Yeah. At the same way, Someone who likes sitting back can just play Sage and be the guy who resurrects right here. his teammates. Yeah, it's perfect. It it makes such a huge difference because even when I played Counter-Strike yesterday, it was just like, oh, one round I'm enterfragging, one round I'm in the back, and yeah. one round uh, it's a different bomb planter and post-plant scenarios are all messed up. In Valorant, that's sort of like... It automatically just happens because people select their hero with an idea of how their role plays out during the round. Yeah. That is going to be it's one of the big changer. differences, I think, though, between the ranks in the game. Because what I found was that I played a lot of matches of varying skill levels, played high-level ones, and even actually this. I played in-house pugs with very high-level players, and it was increasingly evident that they did not think about their characters they were picking and where they should be holding on sites. They, they weren't thinking about it at all. They were just only thinking about gunplay. But if you think more and more and more about this character fits in this section of the map because their kit 
does really well, like defending C and Havana uh, or Haven, for example. Um, you know, you want, I think, somebody with good uh, utility that gets you vision and information because you can see long is so long on Haven that you can yeah. often see them coming from a mile away. You can get a lot of value if you play someone like Cypher or like Sova. Um, whereas in places like uh, more enclosed areas, you might want to play someone like, I don't know, Sage, because her kit does really well in enclosed areas. Like it's incredibly oppressive. Um, uh, same with, with different agents uh, sort of coordinating with one another. I think, like you said, Johnny, about if you like to play Sage, um, if you're like a passive player, you might play Sage. I actually disagree. I think Sage should be played with Phoenix really aggressively as like almost a trader. So Phoenix is trying to entry frag. Sage is there to trade out the kill. And if Sage takes that, build the ult. And if you get the ult, res Phoenix again and rinse repeat. There's a lot of different ways that you can play him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, If you want to play back though, you can. That's the thing that I liked about Sage because I agree with you. Uh, I would actually go in with the entry fragger and prioritize a res uh, a few times. Especially like when I played with GDK, he was playing Phoenix. And we we stay together, and 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 then I I would bring him back or I'd heal him or something, you know. Like if he was like you know a little beaten up from a fight, I'll, yeah. I'll bring him back in. Uh, so I but that was because I had like a good communication pattern with him versus like when I was playing by myself, I was like screw it, I'll just stay back and then provide the support wherever it is that I can. There was a lot of options, and that's why I'm saying like we started this conversation with us saying that. The abilities aren't that big of a deal, but that's why I said I disagree because the abilities, they they create the entirety of the way that you approach the map, the way you approach every game. They're, they're so important. The, they are important. The entry fragger, if he wants uh, to, because he's yeah. playing Phoenix. That's it. I, I'm, I'm not saying they're not important. I'm just saying they don't overshadow the gunplay, which is the most important No, fact. no, they don't, but they, but, but they sit. Riot managed to accomplish this thing where they sit right next to each other. Right, it's not like it's not like Overwatch, where some you know love Overwatch, and it's a fun game to play for me personally. Uh, but you know, I'm not I'm not lying. I'm not or, or, sorry. I'm not you know telling the truth here when I say like it takes skill to aim as Mora. Like it doesn't. You know, like I don't have to do anything. I just hold my button down and then just suck them dry. You know, that's <laughs> all. That's all I do. Right. Yeah. Uh, there's no there's no skill there. So each character has its own varying degree of, of skill. Whereas like in, in Valorant, every character sits at this level, but every character's abilities and, and utility sits right next to them. It doesn't overpower the other. That's that's how I that's how I felt. Unless you get a five K with Brimstone ult. That's it, friend. <laughs> yeah. That's that's what I did. It's it's Have a you very seen the clip? good game. G B? Yeah, I've seen the clip. It was it was unbelievable. Actually, Dude. if you could pull it up okay. and, and, and uh, I mean, Josh it, could show it. Yeah, I, I'm happy to show it. I'm also happy to demonstrate how it's really a highlight for me, not a highlight for Bren. Do you have I, it from your POV? I do somewhere, yeah. I, I haven't oh, pulled dude, it out, Why, though. because you put Sage slow? No, I, I, yeah, I, I walled the wall them into up. the TP. I walled them but inside the That was like, the it was unintentional coordination. Yeah, it wasn't deliberate. But, but no, you I, just say that it was coordinated. Bro, 100 well, bro. Yeah. It's the internet. The, yeah. This is this is I I think I can hold the record for the first ever brimstone altace. I don't think yeah, anybody yeah. has got one. Yeah, because I don't think anyone did that. I, I think like they're it. gonna be very common with 
poopy players <laughs> at the poopy ranks when people <laughs> when people rank. when people group up i think they're gonna be super common you're gonna see it like the overwatch subreddit where they just spam the feed of like diva 6ks or stuff like that but i i, I can say i was the first what do the, you th- yeah what do you think to, to take a bit of a tangent here and be a bit more critical what do you think of the fact that there's only two maps that were available to play at this point in time and the developers said that they want to focus on a small number of high-quality maps because they want people to play them many, many, many times. Uh, DDK brought this up. Um, he feels like the reason why they only did two maps for this is that they want people to learn those maps. Yeah. So they don't want you to feel overwhelmed with the complexities of each map, especially considering that Bind has a teleporter and mm. Haven has three bomb sites. Yeah. I don't know what you guys think about that, but I think because surely they don't just have two maps, you know, surely they have more maps that are like ready to go, but this is just what they're showing us right now, or this is what they're allowing to play because perhaps they, they're just a little concerned about people getting overwhelmed. It's, it's also the beta, but I would yeah. like to see at least four to five maps on launch, I think, because I, I think that's a more reasonable amount. I could see myself getting quite bored, honestly, of playing two maps after a month or whatever the time is but at yeah. some point in it time, would take a while though right like we we were playing i think i must have played like 30 maybe 40 hours of that game over the three days it was only available for eight hours a day so <laughs> i and that was only on two um two maps but the fact that you have different agents you approach each map differently with each agent so it ends up feeling like uh yeah. you know like 80 different ways of playing sure. the game uh, rather than just two different ways of uh, two different maps, but yeah, I think that they might slowly release maps that they already have in development. Um, you know, drip feed the community. I I do think I mean, there is value to learning maps because when I come back to CS and Vertigo is in the map pool, I just can't be bothered to learn it. I I don't want to. I, I'd rather play the other maps that I know already. You know, I'm more likely to play something that's mm-hmm. out of the rotation, like I don't know, cobblestone or something. You know, I'm, I'd I'd rather play cobblestone than learn a brand new vertical. I haven't played cobblestone learning... in years. Right, but but I did play it a I lot back when it. it was good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I oh, want to play it. Again. It was never that good, but back when it was, popular. I liked cobblestone a lot. <laughs> it was all right. I... It was all right. But um, the yeah. the point is that. Every map introduces new angles, introduces new ways of playing the entire game differently. And it takes a lot of knowledge to be able to get up to that. So I think that people will get bored if there's only two maps. But if they slowly drip feed people more and more maps, then I think that's a great way of introducing the community to the it, Let's think about this. Also keep it fresh. Good yeah. way to keep it fresh. Well, let's think about this, though. This is uh, the company that makes a game that is played on one map. Uh, we yeah. sit there and played Fortnite for pretty much a whole year on the same map. They got little updates here and there, but it was the same map. Yeah, but that map is huge. Uh, I want to say it's different. No, but the thing is, is that yes, I get, I know what you're saying, and it is different. It is. I'm not, I'm not disqualifying that. I'm just saying that people have like almost sometimes I don't want to say unrealistic expectations, but when Halo Five came out, for example. Uh, everyone was pissed off because I believe there was only like eight maps in the game. Whereas like Halo 3 had like 13, 13 or so maps. Uh, and people were like, oh my God, you only gave us eight maps, right? <sighs> but those eight maps had so much uh, complexity to it, almost to a fault where like some of them just weren't good because they like overthought like some of the areas in the maps that you just simply didn't need to think about. Um, but that led to uh, ultimately 
uh, lower quality maps coming out because people were complaining so much about only only eight maps that they ended up releasing more maps as each uh, free update went along and they were just just trash right as, as time went on uh or you can have the instance of call of duty modern warfare where you release basically six or seven maps and like two of them are good and the rest of them are garbage so you know it, it's like i i don't know if there's like one right way to do it because then we've seen battle royale games thrive with just one freaking map for like close to a year but that's and huge just i mean accepts it. those maps are enormous they have so many different areas where you can play and the the circles themselves are like having many many different maps because the circles force you into different areas each time, so it creates a unique player experience each time. Whereas the yeah. um, the the way that uh, CS maps work is you you holding a site, you're pushing around the same kind of angles. I can tell you, if CS only had two maps, I would be pretty bored of it most nights. Like I would play both maps, I'd maybe play them twice, and then I'd be like, okay, <laughs> enough for me. I held A one time, I held B the other time. That's enough. <laughs> On there Valorant. Was a period. Huh? Sorry, there was a period in my life where I only played workout, competitive uh-huh. workout, which was a hostage reserves map that was Why? put in from one of the bro, you need to Google this map. We we were the workout elite. We five stacked workout and we learned this map to such insane levels. We had specific callouts for areas of the map. Like we had LeBron James, which was the basketball. <laughs> on the right side of the map, the basketball court. Great call. Very smooth. Yeah. We, we would just say LeBron, you know? Uh, <laughs> the, 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 we had set smokes. We had pop flashes. We had everything. We knew where to place the people to be most efficient. It was insane. We, we were the workout elite. Oh, I remember playing this map, actually. It was dreadful. Dude, it was so good. I loved workout. Okay. Well, I most people are unlike Bren, and I think they would get a little sure. bit bored after after some period of time. Well, actually, to kind of add on to that, uh, I played Lockout one v one Slayer in Halo Two, basically for like all the two time years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we my clan used to get together, and we'd all sit on top of BR three, like which was like the highest point of the map, and they'd all just watch people do one v ones, and then we'll have like a new challenger and stuff, and that was like. That was actually like a majority of my Halo 2 experience was just 1v1-ing my friends on lockout. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I can kind of see where Bren's coming from. Yeah, I, I think... But no, I completely agree. They shouldn't release two maps, and I don't think they are. A lot of the um, images that they've released, a lot of the promo images are of different maps. So it's clear that yeah. they obviously have some in the work, and they look quite closely finished, so... What I mean, about those the... betas supposed to come out, right? So yeah. <laughs> there will be changes. And I think even look at some of like the gun models or even like some abilities, it's like clearly work in progress. Like yes. I would be shocked to see some abilities be released in their current state. Really? What I abilities? Think... I mean, personally, I don't think the Viper ult looks that great. Oh, you mean the art style of it? Well, yeah, I think they could make it look a bit oh, yeah. better without having to sacrifice some of like the clear rounded yeah. that's what i, I, I wanted to graphics are poor I, that's I, what i, I wanted to bring up everybody keeps talking about this from a casual perspective that the graphics look poor that they look it looks i mean the the common thing online on twitter as well is it looks like a chinese csgo ripoff it looks like they haven't put us but it doesn't have the same polish to the graphics as a cs or an overwatch or something like that 
Um, but it is, I mean, currently it's in alpha. It's about to go into closed beta. Yeah. Do you think they're going to make changes, or do you think this was a deliberate stylistic minimalism? Because I, I could believe both. This is deliberate. 100% this is deliberate. Yeah. They want the game to be able to run on a potato. Those are their words. They want yeah. people from all around the world to be able to play this game. Um, even when you bring the game down to the lowest settings, and this is probably the most impressive part, you bring the game down to the lowest settings, it still looks pretty good. So the the difference between high settings and low settings is 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 kind of minimal from from what I experienced. Uh I think that, you know, I mean, I have a pretty high-end machine, to be fair, uh, but I, I did it just to see how it would look, and, yeah. and it looked fine. There was, like, no, to be fair, there was also no visible difference. It was, like, I think I got more frames, which was nice. Uh, some text was not really legible on, on, on walls if it was, like, around, like, some of the little signage and stuff. Yeah, yeah, some but of the, it, it. you lose a lot of detail. I turned up yeah. the graphics halfway through because I realized that they've actually optimized it really well and turning the graphics all the way to their highest settings, I still was getting incredible FPS in that game. So I was like, well, yeah. why, would, why wouldn't I be recording this content in the greatest settings? So yeah. I, I just played like that for the rest of the game. And so the try-hard in me, yeah. the try-hard in me ended up just lowering all my settings after day one to the minimum. <laughs> And and putting on the display FPS function so I could see all of my ping and packet loss. <laughs> so I knew when to peak and when not to peak because my internet was playing up over the weekend as well. Yeah. Well, what do you think about the art style? I mean, I, I... I like it, personally. I like how minimalistic it is. I think they're going to have a, a, a challenge with creating unique-looking characters with the limitations they've set upon themselves because one of the things that I think people aren't realizing with this and one of the reasons why i think people are saying that the character design or the, the character design doesn't look as intriguing as overwatch i've seen a couple of comments online saying that i think it's because overwatch isn't limited by hitbox size in the in valorant you have to keep all of the models the exact same so you can't have this a giant frog man like you would have in league of legends you can't have a giant german dude in armor you have to keep all of the hitboxes the same size yeah. and that limits the creativity of how you create characters because they all have to be humanoid at the end of the day you know um yeah but but i like it i think they've, they've come in with a very clear mission of what they want and they do not want a scenario like cs cs the other day the i think the latest update has added a bunch of different uh skins for um characters on either side i was playing mm -hmm. dust 2 t side dust 2 there's one that perfectly blends into um is it called gandalf on dust 2 in a little what? corner spot goose you mean gandalf what Wait, on where? earth Sorry, are you talking about? Me? Gandalf? Yeah. You mean the... Do you mean the, the back sight on A? No, that's Goose. Right. Well, what the hell are you talking about with Gandalf? Can you explain it? What's it close to? Gandalf... I don't know. It's... No, I'm not thinking of Gandalf. What is the little... The, you know the <laughs> box net, box on site where you you can hide behind and they won't a, see you if they're pushing a ramp? A. Oh, the box... On yeah, and you're completely open to short and cat, or completely open to short, but you're not you're not visible from sight. You're okay, hidden. I, I you're don't know what corner. that's called. It might be Gandalf. I don't. I don't know. Why I don't. I don't think it's I'm lost in the sauce. Dust, dude. dust two. Dust two. But hey, uh, okay. Besides, besides the point. Besides the point. Hey, we're not. Don't, we don't need to get into pedantics. 
I had an issue. I was playing a game last night. I was pushing short. A guy was hidden in that little secret spot, and his character perfectly blended into the background because he his the shirt that he was wearing and the balaclava he had on were the exact same shade as the brown wall. And I just I didn't see him at all. I did not see him at all. And in Valorant, it is clear that their mission is to have very bright, vibrant maps, and the characters should always be juxtaposing against the background of that. Yeah. You'll never have a scenario like that. One of my... It's not a complaint, really, and it's not really a criticism either, but one of my concerns, one of my statements, one of my opinions, one of my opinions (laughs) is that I do not like how the default skin for every gun is just default gray, pretty boring. And I do not think that all the different guns have enough characteristics to make themselves interesting. In my opinion, okay, I mean, you could inspect the weapons very clearly, but the guns don't separate themselves to the point where you feel like you're buying a unique kind of gun. Like you're Mm -hmm. buying the gun for its damage, armor penetration, and its economy. You're not buying the gun because you'd like a gun, if that makes any sense. Whereas in Counter-Strike, you might have, like, known the history of, like, an AK, and you're like, well, I just want this cool AK because I love AKs, or... I love MP5, uh, MP5s because they have silencers and they're like a typical police weapon, whatever. Like, they have personality. The Do guns you... in CSGO have personality. And I think casual players are actually, to a sense, drawn to that. Whereas in Valorant, every, ga- every gun almost feels the same, actually. And I don't think that they separate themselves enough. I feel like they could add some kind of personality to the default skins and actually make them a bit more interesting. Because I think the guns, as it stands, are pretty boring until you start buying some of the skins um, that separate themselves. From each other. Here's my counterpoint to that. I mean, I don't know whether you're aware of this, but in order to put realistic gun uh, models or names into games, you have to pay a license fee. So in order to have like the MP5, the AK47, whatever that actual you know people would identify with because they know the names of them, you have to pay. I think a lot of money for those to be in the in games. You pay for the ability to use that uh, that model of the gun, um, and also the uh, I don't I don't really I don't think that people come into games and think that way. Oh, I'd like to buy an AK because I enjoy. AKs. I think they just try out what fits for them and what fits their playstyle. I, I don't um, know that anybody has ever really jumped into a game of CS. Last, yeah, he's he's gone. Oh, hello. I'm recording. <laughs> oh, oh you cut out. out you Am I back? For a long hello. Yeah, well, back. I mean, it doesn't matter. Yeah, go it does matter, but you are recording, so it didn't cut out for the viewers. Exactly. So yeah. exactly. we'll guess what you said. Well, I was I was uh, saying that I don't think that CS players really identify by the real world gun so i think you actually i actually disagree with that i i I think both of you have a a good perspective on it but i will just say that this is two-pronged here Uh, i think one riot did it on purpose so that you would buy skins because that is the only way that they're monetizing in the game for the weapons uh so if the gun if the default gun looked cool is that the only way to monetizing? Uh, <clears throat> is that in uh, agents? I believe. Yeah, selling characters like as well. That in agents. So 
you know, I mean, not not very strong. Well, not not that it's not very strong. I mean, clearly they did really well. But you know, in in comparison to like CS, where you get a case and then you have to buy all these stupid ass keys in order for you to get something, uh, you know, I I mean, it is a different kind of beast. But anyway, so there so there's that. Um, I think that's number one. But I do agree with uh Johnny in that some people like certain guns because they played it in other games. For example. I like the AK-47 because I use the AK-47 in COD 4, as well as the AK-74U. When I play Black Ops 1 competitively, my go-to gun immediately was the 47 and the 74U. And then whenever I play a Call of Duty game, I actively seek out to use the AK-47. And if it's decent, I'll keep using it. If it's not good, then I just move on to whatever it is the like standard OP gun is. Like in this game, it's like the Growl or the M4. So... Because of that, I do think Johnny is right. I'm not saying that there's a person in, in, out there in the real world who's like, oh, my God, Becky, I love the AK-47. <laughs> and I want to use, I, that is just the nicest looking gun in any cool. game I want to play it. And then Becky's Thank like, you. you go, bitch, you know, and like that. There's no one out there that's like <laughs> but, that. But, but I like there I... are people like me that have played it and liked it. I don't know whether you heard me say this previously, but if you want to use those in a game like Valorant, Riot would have to pay a lot of money for the rights to use those those well, guns. Well, I, I don't want them to do that. Uh, right. that. That, honestly, to me, is like the worst possible thing that uh, Riot could do because the biggest issue that games like Counter-Strike, and this was something that I actually released a video that is going live uh, today, or well, when this goes live tomorrow, whatever. Um, I released a video on my channel about uh, what is like why Valorant could become one of the biggest esports ever. And 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 it's a little clickbaity, but the point of it is that they're clearly looking to hit the market that Overwatch has with sponsorships and uh usage and all that stuff. Because yeah. if you have a, a game like Counter-Strike or Call of Duty and you put those games on TV, that is glorifying IRL violence. Right to us, it's not right to us. It's just a video game. But to so many other people who are like, don't show that and blah, blah, blah. You know, that that is the argument that can be made. It's the reason why Rocket League has sponsors like Cup Noodles and State Farm. And uh, I mean, there's a few more that I can think of off the top of my head. but I'm kind of drawing a blank here. Um, League of Legends, same thing. Overwatch has freaking like Toyota and Omen and and, and these different uh, companies because they want to identify their brand with safe games that people can like. So clearly, like there is a desire here by Riot (laughs) to avoid all of that noise and putting real guns in the game just wouldn't have worked. It also doesn't work in the fantasy setting that they're setting up. It just doesn't work. I just uh, wish they had some characteristic to it, like some some kind of personality. They don't all have to be default gray, you yeah. know, and look sort of riflish. They can be thinner, they can be bigger, they can be have silencers, and like some guns do have silencers. And I'm, you know, it's pretty cool. They have like a uh, the oh my god, what's it called? Is it the Guardian who's like the one shot? Yes, Phantom rifle. is the silencer one. Yeah, it's cool. And like they have a burst rifle as well. So like they have some different characteristics, but they're all like default gray and kind of boring Bro, just and i think that head. just means that i'm just going to spend a shit ton of money on this game <laughs> because i love colors for some reason <laughs> and i just love skins and all of that so yeah there we go riot take my money that's <laughs> yeah. all make rainbow guns and i'll be happy <laughs> yeah 
There you go. You I'm upset because I'm going to spend a lot of money. You can also, yeah. I mean, I inside the game, you can also remove all of the blood. That, that's like that. a, That's an option to just replace it with sparks, similar to um, Fortnite. Wait, really? Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's... Huh. Uh, you can also remove the dead bodies, too. Yeah. So they're yeah, definitely... I mean, that doesn't really matter for you, Golden Boy, because you're not sitting any dead bodies on your server. <laughs> well... Just his teammates. As they all as die around a, him. As a sage main, you dabbing maniac uh, and douchebag, uh, it actually... <laughs> removing the bodies ended up being even more helpful because when you remove the bodies it's uh it's like a disc that's on the ground oh, right. and it has a hologram of the color of your teammate so if it's a red like if let's say two phoenixes die next to each other i'll know exactly which phoenix it is even though like it's still you'll still get the notification anyway but you can clearly see it it's like a blue hologram for your phoenix and a red hologram for the enemy phoenix huh yeah interesting so i removed it and it was like way better it was not 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 that I needed it, but I was like, oh, I'm curious if this helps. And then I saw it and I was like, this actually is pretty dope. I'm not yeah. even going to bother changing it. And I just left it. And that was that. Oh. So pretty, pretty clever stuff. I think, okay, we were talking about the art direction, though. Uh, I, I do have problems with it. I have had problems with it since the beginning. And like to Johnny's point, the Viper ult, it doesn't look good. It looks it looks really just weird. I also do not like the fact that yes, you can like after playing the game extensively, I can tell the difference between an omen smoke, a jet smoke, and a brimstone smoke. And if there's any other character that runs a freaking smoke, I can tell the difference between them. But uh, you know, like they're just there's there's no there's no character there. Really? It, it, I think that's something they've done pretty well. All of the smokes are differentiated. Like, jet smokes are very cloudy. It, it's, it fits her character. Omen smokes are very cool. purple and dark. Uh, yeah, the cypher smoke. Cypher has, like, a... Oh, um, he has the cage. The cypher cage. cage. That is yeah, essentially yeah. a smoke. So I was yeah. actually... Well, that's funny you said that, Golden Boy, because I was actually going to say that one of the cooler-looking abilities is actually jet smoke. Because it's really? it, it like yeah, because it's still like kind of cloudy and it looks kind of modern and polished. Mm. Yeah, but I, like I agree that with one. the viper ult, where the viper ult is just like here's a green field of farts and <laughs> I can stand in the farts and it's green everywhere and that just kind of and like especially if you play in like heaven or something, mm-hmm. you just see the viper ult from like on top <laughs> yeah. and it's just like a roof of a fart smoke and it's just <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I get it. You know, but I, I, one of the things I really appreciate about the game design elements they done with smokes in this game, though, is that it's not like CS where there's certain smokes you can pull off and it's a one sided smoke. I hate yeah, that about CS. Really, really, yeah. I hate yeah. that. Like, you can hold specific angles and you will get vision on them before they'll be able to see you in this game because the smokes are like perfectly spherical. You, if you, if someone's peeking out the side of the smoke, if you mess up your smoke and accidentally leave a gap, you will see them and they will see you roughly at the same time. Like, there's no little faded smoke to cover them while they can see you perfectly fine it's it's uh it's all very clean what do we think about the matchmaking by the way because this was something in the online boot camp that they were pushing pretty hard uh their objective to put it very simply for everyone um their objective with matchmaking is if you are playing from a radio shack in the middle of des moines iowa all right (laughs) Your your connection will not affect, you know, Bren's godly spectrum internet, right? <laughs> uh, apparently, 
their objective is that if you're if you're lagging and they use the term glitchy, if you're like a little glitchy, like you know, shaking around the screen a little bit, the game will actually smooth you out for the person that you are playing against. They will see you smooth smoothed out. They will not see you jumping around all over the place. I and, and then on top of that, they're also doing they want it to be standard 128 tick servers, which obviously makes people yeah. like Johnny moist in his pantaloons. So very look moist. At that. Look at the moisture just starting to excrete out of Johnny's pantaloons. What I'm do we think about the map? Wheeling. What do we think about uh Riot's uh direction with their uh networking and latency uh initiatives? I think well, what do you mean? <laughs> I, well, I, mean I mean like what, the what thing are the is, thoughts? Do you, do you think I don't it'll think... work? I mean, I, I don't know enough to judge. I don't know enough about networking to be able to tell whether that is a reasonable goal to, to hit for or whether they're, you know, shooting for the clouds and going to fail. It's it's just I have no concept of it. I mean, everything that Riot has talked about as being a goal in this game as it relates to anti-cheat, as it relates to um, hitboxes, as it relates to all of the fundamentals of the game sound wonderful. And I never had any bad... Um, uh, experiences with it while I was playing, but do I know whether they're realistic? No, because well, I'm Brent, not a game dev you were, networker. You said you were looking at your ping to determine. No, that was have, Brent. You, you, yeah, no, no, I'm talking to Brent. Did you have any problems? Because I know your internet's been pretty crap lately. With my internet, yeah, but it wasn't their fault. No, but I'm I'm saying like, did did you feel like you're when you were having a, a bad experience? Did you feel like I, the game helped you? Like, yeah, did, or, or the game helped your, no, or, or, no, or your was, opponents. It was, ter- it was terrible to play when my ping was 400 and I was getting packet loss. But any game is terrible to play when you have 400 ping I, and packet loss. I wonder loss. how it was from your opponent's perspective. Yeah, I don't know. Because I didn't play. I was in spawn. Right, right. I, uh, I wasn't playing. But um, one thing I will say is I was surprised by this. I unplugged the... Because we have two lines in this house. I was getting lag. There's a very important game for me because I was looking to farm as much cloud as possible. I was playing as you, Golden Boy. And on my team was oh, Ninja yeah. and Lupo. That's right. That's right. And that was the game where I was lagging. And I was like, I damn, bro. Could have could have made, yeah, again, was lagging for about half the game. So mm-hmm. take it with a grain of salt. We probably would have won otherwise because it was, what, 13-12? I don't know what the scoreline was. You before. underestimate my power. You were playing with a controller. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> oh, I should... I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but I am going to mention it uh, this week. So uh, I had the opportunity to play in an in-house with, for Bren's birthday. And <laughs> um, everyone... So I, I have been playing... I have been playing... So Scuff sent me this new controller that I really like. It's a great really controller. Nice. It's got gold and stuff. I designed it myself. It looks good. Uh, yeah, so I've been playing uh, with, with that controller, uh, mostly because I've been having a lot of hand cramps. When I was playing keyboard or mouse, I was having a lot of hand cramps in my right hand. So uh, I was like, you know what, man? I'm, I'm just going to switch to controller. It feels a lot better, and I'll just stick with that. So I was playing Warzone and Apex with the controller. I get invited to this CS in-house by Bren after previously he called me while I was having dinner with my wife to go play Overwatch, only to then tell me never mind. <laughs> and then after I had already gotten to my computer and they said never mind. So that hurt. And he also did it on stream, so I'll never forget that. Uh, so <laughs> I get invited to this thing. I play. Uh, I'm terrible because I hadn't played CS in quite a few weeks, actually. Last That's okay, though, because we were playing with Jaws. Yeah, well, <laughs> like he was, matched in skill level. 
he was substantially better than I was. I was just hot trash. I even forgot how to like, you know, drop items and also how to plant. Uh, so then at that same time though, I watched this YouTuber named Bad Seed Tech and he reviewed this mouse, which was the, uh, let me see if I can pull it up here, uh, which is the Razer Viper Mini was the, uh, the mouse he was reviewing. And I'd always been curious about a mini mouse. So I got it. Uh, there's a whole story about that, but I won't, I won't share it. Um, so I got the mouse and I've been loving it. And ever since then, like, I'm like, I love playing with this mouse. So because I got just absolutely trashed on in that game, uh, which was on stream, by the way, I completely converted to keyboard and mouse. And mm. now I'm full keyboard and mouse. And, uh, wow. And you know what, man? Well, for one, no, Josh, you know, all, all three of you can go fuck yourself. That's number one. <laughs> me! Because uh, all three of you are just insanely mean to what me. What did I do? Uh, oh, Johnny, you act like you never made jokes about controllers before. You, you swung. Never! So I I've need to get all switched. the fans I can get. I switched. And now I am, like, in love with this thing. And I actually wasn't playing that bad in Valorant. I played yeah, better you, than you, Bren. Yeah, so. yeah, you did. You, yeah, you played you did pretty, pretty well. well. You also had actual pro players Okay, Johnny, like you, had, you actually stole my ace, so go. That's ahead. true. I steal your That's ace. True. You had Cloaksy on your team. Yeah, I, I oh. would, dude. I would oh, have ended up in terrible, like highlight compilations. I would have been like top of Twitch, and you just stole my ace. I'll yeah, no. Uh, I, I did that. That's 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 for not inviting me all weekend long. You. <laughs> I was still in the Overwatch League. That was Sideshow's fault. No, whoa, 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 whoa. That was Bren's fault. He said, do you remember how much Alex fed yeah, in that Bren. CS game? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I don't remember you know what I do. I don't remember I do. that. You don't remember that at all? You both um, don't remember that? How do we wrap on Valorant? Is there something else we want to talk about? Is this going to be the biggest esport of all time? Go. It depends on what they're doing with the esports plan. <laughs> so weird to say. God, that, okay, so one thing I will say... Glow. Go. One, one thing I will say is I think this game will be very successful. Oh. Reasons that Riot have already done with the MOBA genre. Because when League of Legends was released, um, the only MOBAs out, I think, were Heroes of New Earth, which was basically try a, a done-up version of the Dota 1 mod from yeah. Warcraft 3. So what they did is they streamlined it, they added in a bunch of quality of life, they made the game easier to understand, and that's how they released League of Legends, to, to lower the, um, the entry level that's needed to actually play the game. I think they're doing the exact same thing with CS. I know a lot of people who have tried to play CS and they can't play it because they are not used to the, co the concepts or other things. But what Riot are doing with this game, what's evident is that they are lowering the, the barrier of entry so you can get into it much easier. I think they're attempting to um, basically uh, get the market away from CS, where CS has been just this dominant tactical FPS shooter. If you care about raw skill, raw aim, you will move to this game. But at the same time, they're going to take away the casual players of CS. Now, that's, I'm not going to say that CS is going to die. I think CS no. will still have a place. Yeah, much like no. Dota 2 still has a place. But admittedly, this is someone who plays Dota 2. Dota 2 is, a, is the, one of the least popular MOBAs. Not the, not the least popular. That goes to a different title that I won't name because um, owned by the <laughs> company that pays me. by that. <laughs> yeah. So, but but the, uh, the point I'm making is that I think Riot are quite intelligent. They've looked at the market. They've realized, okay, we could make a hero suitor like Lawbreakers or Paladins tried to do. But you're never going to take that title away from Overwatch. Overwatch just has great uh, hero design. The game is fo polished. It's, it's fun to play occasionally, you know. The, the, the issue lies with, they're like, they've taken a look at the market and they said, okay, CS has been on this 
throne for years and years and years, and Valve are squandering the game. Like, actually squandering it. Like, in terms of the amount of development support they put into it, it's negligible. It's it's nothing, almost, compared to a lot of other titles. So they're like, okay, we're just going to come in, and once again, uh, we're just going to absolutely dominate this scene, this one genre. Yeah, I was going to Here's ask what that. I'll say. Yeah, go for it, Johnny. My wrapping thoughts, and this is very quick and simple, so you all understand. Counter-Strike is black coffee. Okay. <laughs> Mm. Quick and simple, wild analogy. Valorant is cappuccino. And Overwatch is a frappuccino. And there are many fans of all three of those drinks. And they're all different. I don't know what the difference is. What? I don't know the difference (laughs) between a cappuccino and frappuccino. That's your problem. No, I, I mean, no, I... Frappuccino is frozen, and a cappuccino is... A frappuccino uh, is also way more sweet than a cappuccino. It's like. coffee <laughs> with a little bit of milk. So I'm just the saying way. that they have, they're, they're similar, but not similar. And they all have their different fan bases. Some people just like to drink black coffee. Some people love their cappuccinos. Maybe a bit of latte. And some people just love frappuccinos. Mm. Like Bren. And I, I don't know what a frappuccino is. Don't you order frappuccinos all the time? No. It's it's just ice. It's just ice mixed. What is it? Like an ice slushy coffee. That's all what, what's I the always... coffee you get from Starbucks? I don't really drink Starbucks um, anymore at all. Yeah. I only drink tea. But when I used to order it at the studio, I used to just get the sugar one. Yeah, frappuccino. Yeah. Uh, which was so... a, a caramel macchiato. Okay, macchiato. Okay, Overwatch is macchiato, so Brent can understand the simple. <laughs> I, it just tastes like sugar, bro. I just like I had it because it was sweet. But then you also have Counter Strike, which is black coffee, and then you have Valorant, which is cappuccino. And but what like... does a cappuccino taste like? So I in this, cappuccino <laughs> never mind. All I'm saying is they're all FPS games, but they're fundamentally different and have their own fan bases, and that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Just enjoy the coffee the way you want to. That's all. Right, oh, but that, that no, no, no. But Johnny, you you like black coffee, so therefore I hate you. You can't like can't like There's can't no you see? There's no hate it? here. No, but Johnny, <laughs> just coffee. You like you you like something different to me. That's not on. Sorry, kid. <laughs> you're actually you're wrong. Yeah, you're wrong. Now, you if there are any tea drinkers in this foreheads episode, <laughs> you you out. No. <laughs> All right, I, but that that is the reaction most people have. To, okay, I. I, I try so... to explain it, but people don't get it. Because people keep saying Overwatch is like Valorant and blah, blah, and they don't get it. But now I try to make it clear. Right, but I think that that's, that's a reasonable thing to say. Like, oh, you know, it's just a different flavor of FPS. You can play them all if you want to. And I think that people will. I think that a lot of people will play CS and Overwatch and Valorant if they want to. There's no reason why you should only play Valorant. But in terms of our expectations for how big this game is going to get... I think almost everyone is expected. Everyone that played it this weekend really enjoyed it. I think there was some of the European portions, like some of the Russian players or something, were were grumbling about it. But everybody that I had played with thought it was fantastic. And the expectations, I think, are that this is going to be a really large game. Uh, I mean, I, I I would CS at the moment is setting records in terms of its concurrent player base. I think it's hit. Something like 1.2 million concurrents. Uh-huh. It's about to overtake yep. Dota's all time. I would expect to see um, Valorant in a position that is uh, 
competing with CS. And I, and that, for some people, will seem like a bold claim that it's going to compete with all-time numbers of CS. And for some people, it'll be like, well, you don't even think it's going to overtake CS? I think they're going to be competitive. I think some CS players are going to stick with CS, I think. Uh, uh, but Valorant's going to draw in a lot of new players, a lot of the casual CS players, a lot of the casual other FPS titles as well. I think this is going to be another huge game, and I think it could potentially be a massive eSport as well oh, a couple also, of years down the line. Do we know if Valorant will be free to play? Yes. Yeah. And so given the fact that so many millions of people have a League of Legends account already with Riot, and they're like, yeah. hey, go try this new free game. I find it way more accessible than it is to get Counter-Strike these days. So naturally, I think... I mean, CS is free to play at the moment as well. Yeah, they'll probably keep that shit free to play for a while now. Yeah. So I think it's... I, I'm just saying, I think it's accessible to just boot up Valorant and play the game. So I think naturally those numbers will be up there. Um, so It's my... a matter of like, in five years, will the numbers be there? You know, that's the big... It's just true. My thing is this. Uh, this game, in my opinion, not just because I'm currently casting Twitch rivals as I'm recording this or as I'm, as this is airing, not as I'm recording, that'd be impossible. Um, it's kind of impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I have the skills. Uh, my thing is this, this, this game. Uh, so we talk about potential and, and, and you know what? I think Josh was right. I think Johnny was right too about, you know, different flavors for different folks. I, I totally get it. Um, but I actually do think this is going to be one of the biggest esports out there. Uh, like, no, no, uh, no guesswork. I, I, I think it will uh, because there, the writing is actually on the wall for a lot of what's going on here. Firstly, uh, this is going to be Riot's second game. Riot are the second full game. If you, well, I mean, I guess Legends of Ruterra, but let's let's just say second new IP that they have created, right? Uh, which is a big deal. We all remember when Blizzard made a new IP after many years, how people lost their minds over yeah. the idea of them making a new IP. It is a big deal. Creating a whole new universe, new world, it is a massive deal. So that's number one, right? They're going to get the media attention no matter what. Because they're Riot Games. And when they when they do something, it makes news. Good or bad. And or bad. <laughs> so uh, that's that. Uh, secondly, they are the, you know, I mean, they're the owners of, I guess we could say, the biggest uh, eSport in the world. Yeah. Is that safe to say? No, that, right? Yeah, that's literally just true. You know, it, it's true. They're the, they're the owners of the biggest eSport in the world. Uh, third, they are the ones that I guess really popularize the idea of a, a of the league structure. Like, yeah, you know, you had you had Counter Strike uh, Pro leagues before from ESL and stuff, but they were the ones to centralize everyone first, have everyone play in studio first. Like, they were really out there making this whole league thing into a, a reality. Uh, and then Overwatch League comes along, does their thing. You know, you got EPL, Flashpoint, all these different you know bits and bobs now. But they. I mean, dude, everyone based the, the stuff that they created off of, like, what, what League of Legends did, right? Because they were the first, like, one to really break into yeah. the mainstream. First one to sell out Staples Center, you know, stuff like that. And the last thing and the biggest thing, in my opinion, is the fact that they are going to hit the Asian market crazy hard. 
they're they are because they have the trust of the region already because League of Legends is so popular out there. Yeah. Also, yeah. people have lost favor with Overwatch in that area. So because of that, they are probably going to seek out a new experience. PUBG may be getting a little stale in the region. Who knows? We'll see. But it's very clear that this is a region that has been clamoring for a first person shooter that they can get behind uh that isn't sudden attack that isn't crossfire you know they, they it's something that will break out into the western world and riot have identified that they've identified it and that was an area where valve kind of shot the bed because they could have had counter-strike be yeah. massive in asia and they never really pushed it because they never really pushed counter-strike altogether it's so also you got riot checking a crap ton of yeah. boxes here it's also good timing as well for Riot, because CS is starting to get into Asia now. And so if yeah. you can cut out that wind from underneath CSGO from actually expanding fully into Asia, then that's going to be huge for your and your uh, Riot to, games. to slump your competitor. You have the market. You literally have the market where people know your name because yeah. you created the most popular game in the world. So why not? I mean, dude, even if Fortnite couldn't even do it, right? But I, I guarantee you that Valorant can guarantee it, especially with the way that they're approaching low end hardware that even though the game to some people may look like booty, the, the, the reality is that if any kind of computer can run this thing, you lower the barrier for entry for millions of people who cannot yeah. afford it. So many of us kind of sit on our high mountains and, and look down on those who can't, especially people who play on consoles and, and, and whatnot. And they're always just like, oh, you know, you play on inferior hardware, blah, blah, blah. And, and, that, and that gatekeeping, that is something that people genuinely hate about the PC gaming community. Oh, yeah, I'll of course. First, you know, and, and I hated it for the longest time, <laughs> uh, which is why I don't, I don't do that. Even though my computer is insanely powerful, I don't do that because it is like not cool. Why would you do that? Everyone should just play video games and enjoy themselves. doesn't matter how they play it. So, yeah. So, that's where I, that's, I think it is going to be. Like, one of, if not the biggest eSport in the world in a few years. Hmm. Preach. That's where I stand. We'll see what happens. But. We'll have to wait. Fun, it's a fun game. It's a fun yeah, game. It's definitely <laughs> a fun game. Yeah, that's true. At its core, it is a fun game. Uh, so, so yeah, I mean, that's it. Uh, anyone else have anything that they want to add or are we good? Yeah. John, Check out doing? golden boys esports pod where he talks about Valorant with DDK and Zeronic rainbow six caster. <laughs> Zeronic. I, oh, oh, okay. What's wrong? Wow. I thought that was just, you just said ironic. I didn't no, know that. Zeronic. 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 Seronic, um, I'm going to take a nap. Not Seronic. Uh, <laughs> who's streaming right now? Who's streaming right now? I'm assuming. I mean, or are you guys going to be streaming? Not while this me. Is live? Not me. Yeah, probably. Okay. So yeah. So there you have it. Uh, so this is going to be coming out. Uh, you know, Friday, April third, when everything <clears> else <throat> drops. Hopefully, you enjoyed this deep dive into Valorant with four complete smooth brains but we had a blast talking about it it's a great game uh some information on it april 3rd and just to i, I guess kind of clear up some some things this isn't like a sales pitch it's just to clear things up for the love of god if you're watching this 
and you're watching on Twitch, by the way, for whatever reason, this obviously isn't on Twitch, it's on YouTube, but if you happen to be watching Twitch for whatever reason, you can get keys April 3rd, and in between that time, from the 3rd to the 7th, when the beta goes live, there is no keys. Anyone who says they are giving you keys from April 4th to April 5th, or April 6th, excuse me, is a liar. Do not trust them. They are liars. Also, if you see a Twitch streamer that has in their title that they have a higher percent drop rate, they are a liar. And chances are they are a <laughs> massive asshole. So do not go to their channel because they're douchebags. Dude, that's genius. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. That's so clever. Sideshow is a douchebag. Also, before we close out, we have to acknowledge the elephant in the room. Sideshow's wearing a hat. Why is he wearing a hat? Because the microphone put an indent in his head. And that's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to do a Tyler One cosplay. I'm going to shave all my head and then wear this headset for a while. Yeah, so that was that. In case you were wondering this entire episode why Sideshow was wearing a hat. Because let me tell you. He is not pulling it off. All right, <laughs> folks, that's going to do it for the foreheads. Make sure you follow us on Spotify, rate and review on Apple uh, Podcasts, wherever you decide to listen to your podcast. Also, give us a like on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. We'll talk more about Valorant if you guys want. Comment down below what you think about Valorant and whether or not you think it could be the biggest esport in the world, or do you think that we're all just wrong and we're idiots? Let us know. We'll see you in the next one. Take care of each other. Wash your hands. Peace. Later. Peace.